Speaking of big log. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. That's why I'm so big. BBC. Bella big black, black cloak. cloak. <laughs> 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 Mia Harker loves him. Yes. She loves BBC. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is Bomb. Somebody's eating my digits, Blue Fez. <laughs> and you are listening to... So, Dr. Tara, what the fuck did you make us watch this week? Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> oh. oh, you didn't like it? Anyway. No, it was awesome. It was actually really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it sets a high bar for weird movies, so I'm saying. It's of Reese's a kind. Strangler almost yeah. makes it. It's of a kind. What is it? And it what's, is. what's Introduce the movie, Dr. Tara. Jerry's been drinking. Oh, Jerry's been drinking. Now our movie today. <laughs> this is House, a 1977 Toho production. Yes, the same people brought you Godzilla. And <laughs> it was originally intended to be a ripoff of Jaws. <laughs> but uh, they gave it off to uh, Obayashi. This is last... Nobuhiko Obayashi. Hot, hot, uh, is quick take. Ah, Somebody's eating my digits. <laughs> and meaty digits they are. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, Dr. Head. <laughs> Schoolgirls, take more baths. <laughs> Professor and Feather. Feather. I can't hear you. Are you muted? The piano is grand. <laughs> <laughs> tinkling those ivories. <laughs> tinkling is right. <laughs> tinkling, yes. Well, they did kind of tinkle, didn't they? Anyway. House. Gefly, go! When Sid and Marty Croft got a plane ticket to Japan to make their own movie... And they said, let's do our version of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Jinkies. Doinks. Okay. That's one quite as negative as I thought it was going to be, but all right, cool. I The movie is just an odd fantasy. Child's theme. I don't know, but it was, it's kind of innovative in the way it's filmed and told and became kind of an art house type movie here because of its weirdness. But uh, I don't know. 
everybody's take on this, but go, anyone. Shoot. The first time I saw it, it was a little jarring seeing those obvious the obvious sets and uh, and you know the weird kind of animation in the background. I'm like, what the oh, but this looks so fakey. Then I realized, oh, it's just this is the look, this is the style. And then once I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay. We're looking at this. At times it felt a little bit like uh, Yellow Submarine, you know, a little weird and trippy and bizarre <laughs> with some like horror comedy moments, which I really love when they can bring those together. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a film that deserves to be watched more than once. I think the more times you watch it, the more you'll, you'll really get into it because it's so silly. I love the girls' yeah. names. You know, all the joking they do, it's just a, a bizarre, absurd movie that is all kinds of wonderful. Well, There's what about the girl? Um, fantasy. Right. What I mean, her? they even say at the one point, yeah, this is your story. They say it at one point, just flat, right, flat, flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bananas. I like it just because it's because of its rambunctious style, you know, um, and it's just like they're just having so much fun. And, you know, um, this movie could be called Tropes Galore because that's all that this movie is yeah. in one form or another, you know, and, and yeah. a mishmash. It's, you know, like, let's bring it all together, you know, and just throw it out there. But, you know, it's a musical. <laughs> you know, it's and that tune, you know what? It haunted me for for probably a day or two. You know, I couldn't get it out of my head. It, it, it's a great, it's a great driver. Um, I, I like that. Uh, yeah, the cinematography is beautiful. Just the audacity of the whole movie, I think. And just saying, look, we're just going to have a bunch of fun. And hey, we say it right in the movie. It's 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 fantasy. So you know. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was a great movie. You know, I watched it twice in a row um, just because I thought it was the first time I, I watched it. I went, why didn't I? I had never really heard of this movie. You know, I'd never heard of it. And I went, Jesus, why did I never hear of this movie before? You know, it's been around for so long and I should, seems like I should have seen it at some point. But, you know, here I am and I saw it and loved it. I, it's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, and, and that's without, you know, too much irony going on there. Yeah, this it, would have been a great movie to see in the back of of Hidden Realms. This would have been totally a movie you would have shown during those long yeah, weekend gaming. It, it yeah, would, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling exactly. you, out of context, that sounds all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it does. <laughs> Reference to to the old store that uh, I used to own in Bowling Green, Ohio, where we all met, as a matter of fact. Yeah, all of us frequented. Um, and, yeah. So, anyway, we had a back room and showed, we showed, we showed movies and we showed stuff like, you know, yeah, Tetsuo. Buried bodies. Photo uh, turn feather. J.R. Bookwalter stuff. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I, uh, so House fits watch. right into that old mold. We should have been. We should have totally. seen that at the time. Yeah. I just. I. You know. I don't know how it ever. Got no, but we there. watched Luther the Geek. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that stuff was coming out on video, and I don't think I didn't. I don't remember how Sue being available or seeing it. Oh, it didn't come out till... way until like early two thousands, probably. Oh, really? Like okay. Okay. First time I just never really. I just never got out. Yeah, I just don't think it was a movie that really made it here into the big circles. Right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and Good, I. Good, because I thought yeah. it. I, you know, I, I, 
just had never really i might have heard reference of it in you know cinefax or something you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> or maybe even read an article on it you know which is entirely possible now that i think about it oh but I might, the, which the movie an article would do nothing for this movie. You have to see this movie <laughs> yeah. to believe it. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, the movie I, poster is great too. Yeah, it is. It's a great, just a great character of the you know, the cat, the goat. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I wasn't kidding about the Sid and Marty Croft thing. I mean, that was like uh, I, the thing I liked about this movie is it's very metafiction, like you know it's been pointed out by Professor Feather. But it's uh it also makes no apologies for the fact that it's a movie and it's on a stage and it's like it's everything, all elements about it. It makes no apology for it. it just says this is it. It's like it's telling this story, and I, it does. It fits into that fantasy. It fits into those tropes, um, and they really just in a very loving fashion, put all this stuff together. And then, spoiler alert, it is the darkest fucking ending ever. I mean, it's just brutal. I'm like, what? You know, I mean, like, I, I actually kind of liked all those. They they did a good job of making you like all those characters, right? And they just start going, ah, <laughs> fuck you, they're all gone. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. I think it, I think it was really good with the just all of that, and the fact that it breaks the, it, it has all those tropes, but it does not follow the form of a normal movie. Like there's all right. kinds of just weirdness. It's almost like a manga, you know. I think that's yeah. one of the things about manga that that's, is it, difficult. That's funny you bring that up. That, yeah. That's yeah. Because it breaks it breaks the mold of the the paradigm that you're used to with how stories are told with that kind of stuff. And I love that kind of stuff. Right. You know, it, I used to resist it because I'm like, oh. Film is so comfortable. I like these things to happen, and then I'm out and I'm done. Um, but I think that's very different when you start reading other stuff that comes from other countries that don't follow, like the you know whatever the Western just have tra- their own yeah. set, yeah, yeah, those forms. So. Which can become a, enjoyable. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I think there was a, an interesting note I caught on the Wikipedia page, and it said. Obiashi recalled that his producer told him that Toho was tired of losing money on comprehensible films and was ready to let Obiashi direct the house script, which they felt was in- incomprehensible. Which I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, you guys yeah, are tired of, of wasting money on scripts that make sense. So let's kind of flip it and try something that is totally off the wall. You have to respect that. <laughs> and look what, and look, the result is brilliant. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's, I, I have. To I think say, it did okay too. It was released. I mean, um, I don't think it was like a totally rejected movie or anything. Well, the either. critics hated it, but I think the, I think audiences loved it. They they just right. flocked to it because I I think they got the one the meta quality, it's, the fact that it plays kind of like a manga, and it's right. it, it it's just this fever dream of weird special effects and these these sort of almost over-the-top stage sets and it, it's just and Japanese folklore it's all this stuff just thrown together and I mean if, if you're looking for like a coherent narrative yeah but if you just want to kind of sit down and kind of trip out for a little bit it's it's wonderful I I've been tracking this movie so I'm glad somebody uh suggested that we watch it because I I think the first time that I noticed it I think it was when it I think it was added to the Criterion Collection. And yeah, I saw it, yes. um, which was probably about, what, 2009? And I saw the the cover art and I, that, you know, that immediately is what got my attention. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to keep my eye on this one I'll, to check this out. Yeah. So I, I'm glad we got a chance to watch this because it was 
everything I hoped for and more. And wasn't and I, this? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Wasn't this the director's his first film? Wasn't it? I believe Didn't so. Didn't he do like, like he did more commercials? Yes. And such. Yeah. He was a commercial. Yeah. And yeah, there was and, some kind of little controversy because they gave it to a commercial director instead of a film director. It was just anyway. Yeah. And it probably would have ruined it had it had it been someone else. I think, I, yeah, I think, I I think a totally is. different vision. Yes, right. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and that's right. That makes sense to him coming from that background, cool. but he could come from a lot of backgrounds. Right. You know, I <laughs> because agree. because the I film agree. is so varied in 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 <laughs> its delivery. You know, I mean, I I don't know. You know, Coen right. Brothers fantasies or 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 you know pure lynchian shit you know mm. that's what this is and you know it, it is it really is just done in a different style you know i don't know what you what in there again it's a surrealist style. It, yeah it's like the the japanese john waters yes <laughs> and it, it's also a very japanese take on hansel and gretel if yeah. you think about it <laughs> yes. ultimately yes. boils down to oh, that yes 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 you know the, yes. the witch is fattening up these kids to eat yes. them you know and <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, a, and the way they're eating I mean the scene with the well you know and pulling out the head <laughs> you know and it bites her on the ass and uh, just the crazy the crazy oh, stuff yeah, that happens the the cat. And, yeah and just you know the yeah the piano scene there's just so many surprising scenes of this mixture of horror and comedy at the same time it reminds me a little bit in that vein that spirit of like the yokai monsters and that there's this yeah, whimsical fantasy it. nature to this really kind of a grotesque going on at the same time. And and this, you know, the scene where the grandma is like at the table and the girl's looking at her and then she opens her mouth and there's this eye and it Eyeball. Forth, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just these really little, little tiny moments that are funny and, and enjoyable. But yeah, this movie is really trippy. And, uh, we, you know, it's we should do the yokai movies. We should do that. The yokai movies. Put it on the list, man. Yeah, I, I think this is great. And you notice Done. there's mostly women, right? Uh, the whole cast, everything, the predominant. Yeah, except for the teacher. Except no, for the, no. Well, except for the teacher who's a bumbling fucking idiot and the guy who sells him the watermelons who's a <laughs> yeah, fucking right. idiot as well. Yeah. You yes. know? And yes. the teacher, all the girls like have this, or the one girl has this crush on. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny. Right. Yeah, that's hilarious. The uh, But I think, I think that... Uh, is an interesting um, motif that they put into a movie from this time period. You know what I mean? Where it, it literally is all this. But I, I think also um, because we don't think about this kind of movie appealing to women in our country, um, in Japan it does. Because, I mean, they've had manga and all that, uh, like webtoons that's out now that uh, predominantly goes with romance, comics uh, that are geared towards both populations like it's 50 50 uh men and women that are reading comic books and that shit in japan can be just gotten a vending machine you literally get on the the subway and there's a vending machine you're like i want this issue of this because I'm, that's what i'm on right now um which is interesting i wonder how how much of that still continues now that you have uh, electronic devices you know i wonder what those vending machine that vending machine market looks like it's a QR code. <laughs> I love those things. I've ah. already put that on record. Jerry approved. I've got a friend who just got stationed in Japan. I'll ask her. 
if those vending machines are still as readily available as they used to be. Yeah, it's it's interesting because people That'd said be cool. Yeah, people have said that uh, print is going to be on the decline because of all the digital stuff. But there's really a, a predominant, even amongst younger kids, of having physical objects in their hands. You know, there's something tactile that uh, does something different to the brain itself. You know, it's like when we talk about being in class and taking notes. Yeah. Um, So it's uh, the print industry is not waning, actually, at all. You know, and I work in all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that's very interesting. So, yeah, it would be it'd be cool to to know if the manga is working or not. Um, I like House because I think it follows the Japanese tradition. Like, I think it's a longstanding tradition. This really feels like one of those scrolls. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. those really long story scrolls that just kind of like tumbles into each other. Like you can look at those and there's, it's almost like they're a bunch of separate stories, but at some point you go, well, I guess I remember that story back here with those same characters doing these kinds of things. Um, So I think when, when they put it all together like that and you watch that, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I was at first when I was watching this movie, I'm like, what the fuck did Tar make us watch now? I'm like, is this Tar and everybody else like deciding uh, what's the weirdest fucking movie we can watch that we have to read subtitles to? Um, but when I actually watched it, I'm like going, oh, it, it just got better and better. And I literally started thinking of Sid and Marty Croft and I started thinking of Scooby-Doo and all this kind of like, you know, yeah. Just, in subtitles. Yeah. In sub- subtitles. Well, and you know what? The subtitles were really fast in this movie. I'm going to be honest. You know, I don't read really quickly. Um, so this is how I watched the movie as if I were ironing. <laughs> I would watch it and then I go back a little bit and then I go a little bit further and then I go back a little bit and I go a little bit further. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was okay with that because I, I yeah. think that actually no, felt like a, a double watching of some sort, you know. Uh, but yeah, I really don't read fast very quickly. So I mean, it's it really was uh, something Sorry. good. No. Don't be sorry. Most imagery in that movie. I think this is probably uh, the criteria. It's a Criterion Collection movie. That Mm -hmm. says a lot right there. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it it absolutely deserves to be in the canon of the movies you should watch. So, what has this director done since then? I mean, when this was 1977, correct? I really don't know. I don't know. No, I don't (laughs) think he's really done. Watch I thought he's more of an artist anyway. Actually, he yeah, looks like he's know. been directing pretty consistently since 77 oh, up until 2019. Yeah. Looks like he's done something every two to four years. Nice. Movies? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It says partial filmography. Uh, he's actually <laughs> done an animated film. That I'd be curious to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any other titles you think we might know there? Uh, well, the animated <laughs> film is called Kenya Boy. I don't know if anybody knows that one. Nope. Um, now I can't say. Yeah, nothing stands out to me. We should probably look it up and start kind of picking through the list. You know, the one thing that popped out to me when we were watching this is I, I in the back of my head, I kept thinking, did Sam Raimi get a hold of this film at some point? Before he started doing his stuff, because a lot yeah. of this felt like Sam Raimi style Evil sure. Dead too, um, just in the way this this kind of off the wall kind of like comedy horror is like walking that fine line, just kind of you know kind of wobbling back and forth. That, that's 
yeah, kind of like my and my, my secret dialogue in my head is 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 that he's got a 16 millimeter print of this film and he watched <laughs> it at some point in the early 80s. Well, and he goes on. What nobody's also brought up is the questionable nudity, uh, because you know supposedly we're looking at underage women, <laughs> right, half naked. Um, but a long tradition in Japanese. I know, manga. right, right. But I'm just saying, like now you're like watching this, you're like going, wait a minute, didn't they just say they were only 16 years old? You know. Um, but uh, again, I think it's stuff that they they don't like they don't dwell on it. Uh, and it actually has to do, you know, with the story itself. And it's I'm not st- like erotica. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sticking to that right. story. <laughs> right. It's not erotica. That's to it's me. Not. That's the key. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making sure it's not erotica. <laughs> yeah, Toho doesn't normally have. From what I understand, I haven't not seen a whole lot of their films in different genres, um, but it could have just been a product of its time with the late 70s. And if things were in flux in Toho, like we're tired of these other movies, to allow him to take a chance. But I'm not sure, you know, a lot of the gangster films we saw, well, even with, um, was it the Wolf Guy? Wolf Guy. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, you know, yeah. that was not Toho. So it's not like, it's not like there was a issue of like prude. Uh, approach to nudity, but I just don't recall New- Toho having much of that, you know, in their in their films uh, as a whole. Uh, well, I think story wise, it's a... it's used well because like it's like mostly like when they're in the bath or it's it's a, it's about when they're exposed to being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's just where they use a lot of that that kind that. of Im- imagery. And I'm sticking to that story. <laughs> Well, that part of it is true. Some of the ghost legends, a lot of the Chinese and Korean ghost legends, they they do find opportunities to attack you when you're most vulnerable, particularly in the shower or the bath. I uh, used to tutor a, a couple ladies from Korea, and the one was definitely afraid of being in the shower because that's what she grew up fearing, ghosts coming out of the ceiling and grabbing her while she was showering. So she spent her showers like looking at the ceiling, making sure the ghost wasn't going to get her, and uh, she was terrified. So that perhaps is the reason why they chose that mm-hmm. scene of, of her in the bath to to have that moment. And it's treated it's it's treated like it's like it's like equality. You don't see any of the girls from the waist down. I mean, maybe from behind. Never, you know, no frontal genitals, no, I you know, and same with guys, you know, it's just same with guys. That's, that's the natural order. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and the nudity just becomes a, 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 a it's part of nothing. what is, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I just took it right, right along with everything else. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think that's what it's saying. It's saying that the, the problem with nudity is how society sees it, not nudity itself. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And demon houses when it yeah. eats you. Yeah. You know, and coming from a puritanical background, we, we tend to have a very different view of nudity than most of the rest of the world. Right. So, right. You know, we have to thank our, our witch burning and, you know, predecessors. What do you mean there's no censor bar? <laughs> Thanks, separatists. All, all biology books have sensor bars. 
It'd be awkward silence if we didn't have background music. Oh, well, well there you go. House. <laughs> <laughs> and now's the time on Sprockets when we dance. Just. I'm as happy as a little girl. Oh, that goes back to the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no, no, keep, no, your no. Clothes, keep your clothes on. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, you want to see something? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Return to my uh, I saw, oh, I saw Fez get away. He's looking, he's looking over like, hey, check this one out. Dr. Yeah. Head's showing some skin. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Just, gone blind. <laughs> just to try to extend this episode beyond the shortest episode ever. Um, <laughs> what what other we'll movies? Talk, talking more slowly. Yeah, to the point. Okay. What other? Uh, yeah. What other movies would you relate this to? Like, if you said this was in uh, this camp of movies, or this director's outre, or what, whatever you want to talk about. I mean. It, I think that I think this isn't like out of nowhere. I think it's, you know, I think it can be framed within a lot of stuff that's going on then and stuff that it's influenced. So, uh, what do you guys think? You know, well, I think Mark brought up a, a yeah. good point. Which one? The Yoki. There was a yep. Yoki phrase. Uh, well, well, explain that. Not everybody's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, they're like spirit monsters or ghosts, and but they all, you know, have their own personalities and stuff like that. But anyway. anyway what was it? There was a manga that kind of brought him back, and then there's several movies made by uh, um, Miyazaki. Was it Ai? Uh, Miyazaki? No, no. Before that, this was like in the '60s. The Yoki Monster stuff. One Hundred Monsters. Dai? Yeah, Dai. Yeah, and uh, they did. Uh, what was it? One Hundred Monsters, the Yokai War, and there was a third one. But anyway, that kind of got the whole. But uh, they had that kind of, they were that competing with little movies at the time. So they had this kid-friendly thing going on and, you know, just the goofy monsters presenting all that stuff. And, and they're they weird-looking monsters. They look, like, they look like yes. some of the stuff you would see in, in Big Man Japan. The really weird kind of, like, here's a leg with a head on top. Or they're all this kind of this grotesque-like kind of amalgamations of things but yeah they're, they're quite silly but you know this movie the, it's the combo combining of you know telling a fairy tale you know a fantasy but combines the horror and comedy and i think that's that's the that's the blend really there is the horror is so light even though it's gory at times there's no true like terror and it i see this a lot like well in the american house they came out a decade later. Mm -hmm. Was it 1980, what, five, four, yeah, six, somewhere in that area, where we also have this kind of spirit in the house, not poltergeist. Um, and there's a combination of horror and comedy. It's very similar to that. And there's this, there's this monstrous presence in a way that is kind of psychically feeding off of the guy living in the house, driving him crazy, just like these girls and Haozu are feeding you know the literal presence in the house so i that's definitely a, the a, vampire the vampiric right yeah literal metaphorical energy yes, yes. for what we do in the shadows <laughs> feather <laughs> feather tell them the bbc joke <laughs> no you right. tell them no you tell them <laughs> That's the joke. Hey, hey, no <laughs> I don't remember it. Funny. Oh, yes, you did. 
Oh, you remember? Anyway, this, this, is good. this right. is good podcasting. We're, we're... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're 130 episodes in. Eh, you get it. You know who we are. Can I hear You're you, still... Gadfly? I thought about Miyazaki um, <laughs> from uh, just from the weird story standpoint. Um, and it also kind of threw me back a few uh, episodes to Evil Ed. Um, where they have just all this kind of weird stuff just coming out of nowhere going on. Um, uh, I would say that House is a little bit uh, uh, more elevated in terms of uh, a piece of art. But I also think Evil Ed does a lot of cool stuff in terms of uh, you know just dealing with tropes and that kind of thing. Now, my favorite thing about the American House is that uh, where else are you going to get to see a, the greatest American hero and a bull? In the same movie. That's right. <laughs> about that. Norm. Yeah, bull. Yeah, and Norm. Yep. And Norm. Right. That's right. I forgot. Norm. Exactly. Yeah. I actually really yeah. like that movie. Like House One, the first yeah. one, I think is really yeah, mm-hmm. an interesting movie. I watched it again recently. It it I I enjoyed it much earlier. I watched it again. I'm like, oh, okay. It hasn't kind of weathered well you know in the last 30 some years but I think it's still probably worth a watch yeah. uh, is it William Katz hairdo is that what is that what doesn't weather I don't know I just I remember it being a lot funnier you know 20 some years ago yeah. and maybe it was it was me 20 some years ago uh, but that was funny. and now I'm watching like oh okay well all right yeah yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I ever found it funny. I think just I'm I, going thought, to I thought it of a kind. It was like a Tim Burton type movie. You know, I mean, it really just had that kind of magical realism, not realism, magical um, whatever weirdness to it. Frothing, yeah, and some yeah. good, good, good effects. You know? Not great, but it was the, the the cheesy campiness of the effects worked well in the movie mm-hmm. itself. Real physical effects. Yeah. I think the humor came in with the song choices. You know, when he's out there trying to dig the body or dig up holes for the body, you know, in the ground. And yeah, I think, I think they were playing what you're no good. You're no good. Is that yeah. what well, runs that maybe? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just things like that. that they oh, were no. Like, yeah. No, it's, really yeah, funny. it's, it's that's what I said. That they're, all the references, it, you know, these are people that were on top of everything. Right. You know, and, and it really makes absolutely more sense to know that he was a commercial director. I mean, that really makes a lot of sense. I mean, because that sensibility is throughout this, this whole thing. And it, it, and I think that also has kind of a TV quality to it because of that, you know, uh, because that's commercials at the time were aimed at TV mostly. And here again, we're, you know, here's the, here's, here's the industry reflecting on itself. I think that's what I would say he, he, he's been doing, you know, in this movie, Yeah, which I is do. cool. Cool. And, and I've noticed that about the '80s movies too. Is uh, a lot of the '80s horror movie, a lot of the '80s horror movies, um, they had they they almost feel like TV. Uh, so I was like watching uh, Friday the not Friday the Thirteenth, but um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the first movie. Mm, yeah. It literally feels like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, right. It does. With the exception that there's some really great framing, silhouetting uh, work going on there. Like, you know, like it's not like a low-rent low uh, um, TV movie. It, the quality of its, uh, what it looks like is TV, 
but the quality of the making is actually pretty clever. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff that's going on in that movie. So, and you know, those are all all five. Or there's five of them on HBO Max right now, along with uh, the Evil Dead movies. Those would be some good ones to watch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah uh, some pretty good movies going on there. All right. Yeah. Should we take it out of here? Yeah. How's... Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say... And you are listening to in the house. <laughs> Doctor Tall's in the house. Unsane radio at gmail.com. UnsaneRadio.com Isn't there a tar and feather thing to listen to? Maybe. Who knows? Tar and feather. It's on the Facebook. Somewhere. You can also listen to heavy metal horror. Heavy metal horror. Right here at unsaneradio.com. Or you can go to our brand new YouTube page. Heavy metal horror. Podcast metal horror. Yeah. Heavy metal horror podcast. This is Eagle from Venom from the band Gorshima. And I heartily, I heartily. Wait a minute. Who were which one is this? Who are metal horror? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah. <laughs> and don't forget to check out We Freaks on Facebook, W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z. You can easily read the comic and some of those giant pauses we had back there a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. And be very entertained. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it was pause for effect. <laughs> Santa pause. Coming up to Christmas. It's about time to start thinking of the Santa pause. <laughs> <laughs>